Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today we have something pretty special because I got to chat for a few minutes with Sonequa Martin-Green about Star Trek Continuum. Like me, you might be asking, what the heck is Star Trek Continuum? (laughs) (laughs) With that in mind, I have the tech story themselves, Carrie Brown, on to help me chop it up and figure out what the heck is going on with all of this. How's it going, man? (laughs) Oh, it's going great, man. Yeah, so I came to you, what, a week ago or a few days back, and I asked you, what do you know about NFTs and give me a crash course? (laughs) I'm not sure I did a very good job. (laughs) Well, for the layman out there who may be listening to this podcast, and I do not talk bad about anybody because I'm a layman myself, what is a freaking NFT and what is this metaverse? Let's start with NFTs. Okay, so... The simplest way I can think of to explain NFTs, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens, which fungible just means it can't be changed or edited or altered. So think of it like think of it as like a baseball card. So let's say Michael Jordan's rookie year, Tops or Upper Deck or I can't remember all the card companies, they print out X number of of Michael Jordan rookie cards, mm-hmm. and then after that they don't print anymore. So there's a there's physically only we'll say. Let's just say for sake of argument, I'm going to look on the Star Trek continuum. Let's say for sake of argument, they only print 5,000 <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan rookie cards. So you have to get in on the ground floor. You buy a pack of upper deck cards, right? So you you get a chance of getting a Michael Jordan card or, you know, what, once it gets out of that market, then you're, you, you get into like the secondary market, which is a whole nother explanation. But yeah. basically, NFTs create scarcity. So... It's basically the same idea as a baseball card or a piece of art, and they sign it in a way that it's verifiable, it's traceable on whatever blockchain they're using. I'm not sure what um, Star Trek uh, continuums, which blockchain they're using, but um, basically it lives on that blockchain forever, and you own it, and it could go up or down in value depending on scarcity because if you think about it like you think about baseball cards sometimes those cards go to a three-year-old they tear the old pa- they tear the pack open and rip all the cards up you know so yeah that makes the card that you have even more scarce the idea with nfts though is they don't necessarily go away somebody may buy one and just forget about it and then it just is just out there but it's the same idea, trying to create a digital baseball card. I mean, that's the the simplest way I can think of. I mean, it gets a little more complicated than that, but that's probably the simplest analogy I can come with. Yeah, and speaking of Star Trek Continuum specifically, I know we're going to get into details, but they do have these packs, and that they, these packs that they have introduce the same sort of randomness you would get from getting a pack of baseball cards, per se. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what is Star Trek Continuum and what is this project they have going with Recurse? So let's let me get the presser up here. And according to the website, this is a fan focused platform. Paramount and Recurse have created a unified environment where fans can buy, collect and trade NFTs as digital collectibles across Paramount's leading portfolio of brands, including Paramount Pictures, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, MTV, BT, CBS Showtime Networks, and more, debuting first with Star Trek. So Star Trek is the franchise they're going to use to launch this. So they are really trying to dig into the fan base to provide some, you know, digital collectibles that hopefully in time are going to have a significant value. Yeah. And the cool thing about, to me, at least about this project is it 
I mean, for better or worse, it kind of reminds me in some ways of Star Citizen in 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 a positive way. I I, I guess I should say because there are all kinds of positive or negative connotations with Star Citizen. But you're not just getting an NFT here. You're like if you get in in season zero, which drops tomorrow, you you get it. You're gonna get an ag- algorithmically generated starship. Um, no two starships will be the same, which is actually very cool. Yeah, it is. Um, cool. they do have some like percentages on the site. So, like, for example, if you get the Admiral pack, you have a 50% chance of getting a Constitution-class starship. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. And also a 50% chance of a Constitution refit. Okay, so, yeah, you get that with the Admiral pack. The pack is $250, and I know that sounds like a lot, but mm-hmm. that's the thing about, like, crypto and NFTs in general. With this being Star Trek, I have a feeling it's probably going to be around because just off of how much money people drop, like I was saying on Star Citizen, uh-huh. the the whales on Star Citizen drop thousands and thousands of dollars to buy ships that they can't even fly yet because the game's yeah. not completely done. So I don't I don't see these things lasting very long. Like if you do want to get into it, I'm pretty like I'm like ninety percent sure I'm going to buy one just to get in on it because you get the ship. You get a crew member in a second in the well, it's the second the season, second but it's season, season one. Yeah, yeah. You get a crew member for free, and then you'll be able to go on voyages to like I say mine, but I'm sure there's some kind of gameplay element, element. involved here. Well, where, let, you know, let's talk about that because that's the part that's interesting me the most. Of course, you're getting these digital items, but I guess you can't really say Mark Zuckerberg uh, initiated this, but he's kind of been a big pusher of this lately, and other people have followed of the idea of the metaverse. So of course you had second life back in the day, but what is the freaking metaverse and what is this proposed world that we're going to be in to use all these, all these digital goods. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little uh, curmudgeon (laughs) here. People talk about the metaverse. Like it's just one big thing where like all the VR things hook into and like everybody's together. But from what I understand, that's not what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Each platform or each company may have their own version of the metaverse well i mean i guess it depends on how you look at it because if you look at the internet the internet is not one big server it's lots of it's lots of little smaller servers that serve lots of little different purposes so if they're generalizing it like they generalize the internet then okay maybe it's possible but yeah but you can think about the metaverse as you know so facebook's got their own metaverse um and you know i'm I'm a, I don't know. Like, is this hooked into the Facebook metaverse? Well, is I don't that, know. I don't know. This yeah. is going? I, I don't think we've gotten that many details and I don't think they've even gotten that far. I guess we could do some more research on Recur to see what they've done before. But uh, as far as I know, this is not hooked into any other thing. And that is all stuff that is yet yet to be determined. So it's kind of the potential that we're <laughs> leaving yeah. on here as well. I wish that, you know, I guess they could call the entire thing metaverse and then Star Trek has their meta meta planet or meta yeah. world or meta you know whatever you want to call it but that to me that term is just very very misleading because i mean to me all the metaverse is is a virtual world now yeah. that could be i mean you could argue that like world of warcraft is a form of the metaverse like at least as far as i'm concerned because yeah. that is a living breathing economy and environment that you're buying digital goods to yeah use within that world i think the thing with the metaverse a lot of people are trying to put the spin on it and it may come in reality so i'm not being debbie downer here but it's the whole vr spin of things where you can actually yeah. go and virtually see or interact with Matrix. others socially within this world yeah yeah so i mean that's basically what it is now 
now see that's the other thing that I'm, I'm I've been doing more research on this because I I really want to see what the actual gameplay is like because honestly if they go deep like something like um I'm not even gonna say Star Citizen what is that game yeah Elite Dangerous is the game I was thinking about so like if they're talking like Elite Dangerous Star Citizen type gameplay in a Star Trek world or you know like Star Trek Bridge Commander if there's gonna be some kind of persistent like world that keeps going whether you're there or not. I can consider that a, a metaverse or metaverse-ish, metaverse-like. Yeah. Um, so it to me, the thing is going to be is really going to come down to the gameplay. But a lot of people are just going to get into this, like me, <laughs> are going to get into it because they see the potential. Like it has huge potential, yeah. especially if it takes off. This two hundred fifty dollars may seem like nothing, especially if you get like a, a, a enterprise or something. You know, yeah. like there's going to be a couple ships that are going to be generated tomorrow off of this that are going to like blow up yeah. and people you know are going to make a lot of money off of this yeah but it's really only going to be as good as it's only going to go as far as they push it now i'm assuming since all these big companies are involved they won't it won't be a rug pull situation because there was an nba player i cannot remember his name but there's an nba player who basically put out nfts he made like a million dollars and then he like pulled out of it so like the people who bought nfts from him yeah they're basically worthless now yeah well the thing here i think they're really going all in and star trek is just the first leg of all of what paramount is doing i mentioned the properties before everything from nickelodeon to to mtv so it really yeah. seems like they're going all in on this and honestly this is kind of what every company especially every forward thinking company are trying to do have digital access via via nfts and i guess this is their play on it it seems very interesting recurve seems like a competent company i don't know a lot about them but i'll be doing more research but it seems like the potential is unlimited for for this yeah it, it really is i mean and recurve could be this company but it's going to really be up to that company that really buys into it and doesn't see it as just a money grab yeah they they go in there and they're they're trying to build a community in a world i mean this is like the early days of the internet, right? Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. to me, this is probably what Internet 2 is going to be. It's not going to be just a faster internet with the same old web page. You know, 20, 10, 20 years from now, we'll, we'll be strapping on our VR headsets, <laughs> walking around the digital mall, yeah. flying our digital starships, and somebody will figure, a way to, figure out a way to link all of these things together, and it'll just be one huge experience. Our own little holodeck, one might say. Indeed. Indeed. So Star Trek Continuum goes on sale for 24 hours starting tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Hopefully this cast will be out before then. If you're listening on the rewatch, be ready for uh, season one. That will be upcoming soon. I don't know exact date, but they will have packs that start at two hundred and fifty dollars. So a big buy in. But again, like Carrie just mentioned, the potential is unlimited. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes. Honestly, man. Yeah, I am too. I don't suspect they will be available for long because I I, I went on a site this morning to try to because I thought it was today because I was going to buy one this morning because I got paid today. And when I went on the site, it would not pull up. Uh So (laughs) if, if, if I were you and you're interested in this, definitely... Make sure you're on there at 10 a.m. sharp tomorrow, Central Time. Yeah, added to that, Star Trek Mission Chicago was occurring this weekend, so I think they will have a demonstration or a panel of sort going on there talking about it as well. So if you're at Mission Chicago, be sure to check that out. And we're going to go right into 
the few short minutes. I had it for 10 minutes, but I botched half of the recording, unfortunately. But we got four to five minutes of Sonequa Martin-Green talking about this this uh, thing that we have coming here with Star Trek Continuum. With Discovery going further in the future, into the distant future, and we see how much technology on the show has changed, we're here transitioning in the real world from physical to digital. Yeah. And people in the Star Trek fandom, you know, are kind of clamoring for all these trinkets and these items. Can you tell us what excites you about the upcoming opportunity with Star Trek Continuum? Well, I love connectivity, right? I love that that's something that Star Trek has always uh, done. It's it brought people together. Um, but I also love the potentiality of, of, of vision, right, and, and dreaming. And, and, and it's those two things that make me the most excited about this partnership um, and about this new opportunity, um, Star Trek Continuum, because it's built on a platform of community building and uh, peer sharing. And it's also built on this platform of um, you being able to take part in this story and you being able to create your own version of this story. And so because it's all about relatability, uh, it's all about people being able to see themselves. And then it's also all about people being able to envision something better um, so that they can actualize it in their own lives. I think that it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a new and exciting way to do that, you know, and you said it, you said it exactly right. You know, we are shifting to a digital world. I mean, we already have, right. And the technology yeah. is just continuing to progress and continuing to innovate and innovation and progression are at the heart of Star Trek itself. So it makes sense that, that Star Trek and the franchise and, and, you know, Viacom CBS would sort of get involved in it because we're, we're seeing it happen in our in our real lives, and art should be imitating life, in, in my opinion. And then sometimes life imitates art, right? Yeah, kind of cyclical certainly. in that way. So yeah. I I love that. I love that it just gives people something new and interesting and, and a, a very active way to get involved. Um, and I just hope that it brings people joy. I hope that it brings people together. And I hope that it um, – I hope that the engagement it's, uh, it invites. Uh, will have a positive effect on on all of us. Yeah, that's just the whole thing, the idea of this, this metaverse and where it can possibly go into these virtual worlds focused on mostly social interaction. You know, it's just been talked up so much lately, so it's going to be interesting to see what they are able to do with that. How does something like the metaverse allow the Star Trek core values to come through? Well, I think, again, I think it's all about you being able to take part in it. Right. And we all know, um, or at least for those of us that love Star Trek, we know what it represents. Right. We know that it represents diversity and equality and and indivisibility and uh, and sacrifice and heroism and um, community. We know that it represents all of these things. And so it's one thing for people to watch it uh, and take it into their hearts in that way. And that certainly happens and has happened since the 60s. But it's another (laughs) thing for you to actually step into the world. Um, because then you get to really, um, you get to exemplify these values yourself and you get to sort of create your own world based on them. And I just think that it's going to do wonders for uh, the imagination. And I think that being able to activate your imagination in that way um, really sort of um, deepens your engagement. And, and I think that that's only going to have a positive effect. I think that it will, it, hopefully, I hope, that it will translate into people's lives even more than they watching it, 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the hope, at least. And that's why I'm uh, specifically excited about it. Me too. I can't wait to see where it goes. And I want to say thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about Mission Chicago. And uh, I'm excited to see what you do for the next season of Star Trek Discovery. Oh, man. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I, I appreciate uh, getting to talk to you. <laughs> thank you, Sonico. All right. Thank you, man. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Yeah, we're back. Carrie, thanks so much for joining me and Sonequa by proxy to talk about this just a little <laughs> bit, man. I really appreciate it. I hope I, I want to know questions. If you have questions about this, me and Carrie do a off and on tech podcast called Tech Tech-Pedition. So this is going to be in both feeds. It's going to be in the Discussing Trek feed and it's going to be in the Tech Tech-Pedition feed. If you want more information, you can go to StarTrek.xyz. It'll give you all the deets behind on creating an account and possibly purchasing these as they go in sale. If you have any questions, reservations, want to talk us down or talk us up, we want to hear more about that because this is like where everything is going to NFTs, non-fungible tokens and the blockchain, of course. So, yeah, we want to hear more. We're interested in it. So thank you all for joining us. Carrie, any last words? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I really enjoy riffing on NFTs for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so until next time, guys, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to DiscussingTrek.com slash subscribe. Hey guys, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. We've got a bunch of different podcasts over on our network at realitybreached.com, and one of my favorites is Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Shellheads is a deep dive into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in ways you've never heard before. From the early comic days to the current Nick show, nothing is off limits. Jeff from the Warp Zone Arcade joins me to binge watch and power read through a comprehensive library of TMNT fandom. Check Shellheads out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more details, visit realitybreached.com. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.